When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Team Selection Podcast on the AFR Readings Network. My name is Pete, and I go by the name of AFR Readings Pete on Twitter. Welcome to co-host and seven Perth Ryan Daniels. G'day, Rhino. Hello, Pete. How are you going? Into round 16, notable plays to discuss. Chad Warner misses with a calf injury for Sydney, and that should be a decent situation for Angus Sheldrick plus Callum Milk. Yeah, I think um, Sydney's interesting, right, because we're expecting Mills to at some point get back to the Callum Mills that was putting up huge scores last year. I'm not sure Sydney want him to be that guy. <clears throat> I think that he might have evolved into a different type of player. Um, so I'm a bit wary myself. I know he's super cheap right now. I know his break even's higher. And maybe I'm wrong. I just feel like they're, they're really pushing a lot of these younger kids into the middle. But in saying that, with Warner out, a big game against Geelong, some big bodies in the midfield, this is probably the game where Mills will get some, some CBAs. Um, how long Warner's out for? I don't think it's too serious, so it's probably just a one or two weaker. Um, but if Mills was ever going to fire, this is his opportunity to do so. Patrick Dangerfield returns for Geelong, while Jeremy Cameron misses through concussion. Mark O'Connor also misses with an abductor injury. Yeah, well, Geelong will be better. I mean, they won last week, but I think, you know, they've got Radigalia back as well and Dangerfield in that, that side, and he changes things too. He probably hurts Tanner Broon. I think Broon was really good last week because, yep. you know, there was a bit of a, a gap there for him to step into. Um, Geelong, for me, are, are, are often one of the teams that are pretty, like, low interest in terms of fantasy. Do you agree? I mean, obviously, it's Tom Stewart, but there's not a lot else, is there? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, a few have gone to Mitch Duncan, but, you know, Geelong... And Chris Scott has reiterated this week that uh, they're willing to manage players for the remainder of the home and away season. So it's still a big watch on Geelong. And, and yeah, that sort of turns a lot of people away. Yeah, I suppose the one positive is that this isn't like last year when they were, you know, a couple of games clear on top of the ladder. They're going to have to, you know, push to make finals. And they they may may very well make finals, but they're not going to be able to play too much with selection. They're going to have to keep their best players out there. On to North Melbourne, Luke Davis Unaki returns for the Kangaroos. Tom Powell out injured, while Hugh Greenwood is on the emergency list right now. Yeah, what are you? I mean, we're all so excited at the start of the season. He came out all guns blazing. If you started with him, you felt like you were a genius. Um, and it's just been a really frustrating year since then. So hopefully he can pick up some form now, pick up some momentum. Um, but just Tom Powell's one that, for me, I think we all thought going back two or three years that he was going to be an absolute fantasy stud. Um, same draft as Errol Goulden. Mm. Um, Will Phillips was in that draft as well. Um, and it just those two North guys haven't burst as much as we thought they would. Powell's excuse is less than Phillips. Powell has been playing for the most part and just hasn't been able to find the footy. Um, so it's, it's a real shame. Yeah, big numbers for Powell in his junior career. 
And since he got yeah. drafted, and Phillips as well, but since he got drafted, like the game's sort of changed. Like most teams are playing really fast footy, and hanging on to the ball and chipping the ball around just doesn't really exist with many teams anymore. So we'll move on. Yeah. We'll move on to the Bulldogs here. So Caleb Poulter makes his club debut, and Oscar Baker is over there. So Poulter can actually score, and he plays, especially plays across half back there. I like Poulter. I was really surprised he didn't quite succeed at Collingwood. I, yeah, the games he played, he, yeah, I mean, you're a, you're a pious man. I, I, like, I did really think that he was going to be something. Um, so it confused me when they delisted him uh, pretty early on, and I thought maybe it's something else that we're not seeing. Um, so I'm, I'm glad he gets another shot. He's super expensive for a new player in uh, the salary cap formats, or at least AFL Fantasy, so he's probably an avoid there at 400 grand. But if you grab him off a waiver in a draft or if you're in a really deep league, um, he could be an interesting pickup. Um, so, yeah, I, I do like him. And as you say, that role can be a fruitful one in the Bulldogs if you get the right, um, if you get the right spot. James H returns for Fremantle while Neil Erasmus moves out to the emergency list. Yeah, Johnson's clearly ahead of Erasmus now. I think at the start of the year, um, they were probably neck and neck sort of going into the pre-season. Johnson had a really big pre-season. Erasmus did too, but Johnson clearly came out of the gates um, as, as the guy, and it's, it's obvious now. Um, Erasmus will be next year's Johnson probably uh, with a bit more seasoning because he's actually played a bit. Um, and obviously his price will then be too high. But um, Liam Henry holds as well, which is interesting. Now, uh, Justin Lomio spoke during the week about um, Henry holding his spot and there being a need for another true winger. So Ace will play one wing, Henry will play the other. Um, and he's sort of now, if he can keep his form up, Henry's basically keeping O'Driscoll out of the side, who yep. at the start of the year would have been, if everyone was healthy, probably their first choice. Um, so if Henry keeps his form up, he can stay in that team. That was the best game he's ever played last week. Um, he, he The week before, he was quite poor defensively. Um, so he's going to need to back it up. He's still in that phase where he needs to keep playing well to stay in the team. It's, it's, it's no given that he just is an automatic pickup. But Fremantle are going really well. There's not a lot of injuries there. I think Heath Chapman's probably the only guy not in the team, and he'll come back for the waffle this weekend. So, um, yeah, they're going pretty well in terms of their personnel. Yeah, Liam Henry was awesome last week, and he picked up a lot of free, uncontested ball across half-back and out in the wind there. So he should be well-suited yep. at Marvel Stadium, you would think, as well. So I'd expect you know, a similar role. Uh, he should put up a pretty decent score this week there as well. And just on Matt Johnson, so uh, Justin Longmuir also spoke about his role in being flexible, moving out in the wing in the midfield. And so it's just a, interesting how Erasmus was the one to make way, which sort of allows Johnson... Pretty much to stay in the middle of the ground, I would I would say. Yeah, I mean that's, that's what Johnson is. Uh, like he, you know, Longmuir said he needs to be flexible with his role, as you said. And that means playing some wings sometimes. But Ace coming back um, basically means that he won't have to. Um, he'll play as, a, as sort of the, the next midfielder in. It's obviously you know Breakdoor, Sarong, um, O'Meara, and Fife are the, are the big dogs who get most of the chop in there. But but Johnson's the other guy. Um, and so he, he's probably going to spend a bit of time at half forward, a bit of time in the middle, maybe some moments along the wing. Um, but he's, he is a special talent, this kid. He's massive. I was at training the other day, and he's like he stands next to Jai Amos, and they're basically the same size. Um, he's, he's a power athlete, um, and Freo's got a really special one. On to Collingwood here. So Billy Frampton uh, into the 22 along with Bo McCreary. Harvey Harrison and Ash 
Johnson out of the emergency list at this stage? Yeah, I had to admit I, I had Harrison and I, I didn't shed a tear, but I, I sort of said thank you today when he came out of the team because he got me through the fires. <laughs> and I, and I'm, I'm sure I'm not alone in that. It's uh, He did his job. would have been nice to see him stick around for a while, but I'm kind of glad he did what he did. Um, so he's been a nice little fill-in. Frampton probably doesn't really impact anything from a fantasy perspective. It, uh, the only one I suppose would be, I mean, Jeremy Howe's role last week was pretty good, right, from a fantasy perspective. He scored in the low 80s. Um, does Frampton coming in change Howe's role, do you think? Well, I, I would think that they would want to get Howe, just speaking about him individually, um, pretty much not in any contest, especially coming off that arm injury. So I guess if he's going to play that loose player in defence, I mean, it's just almost a perfect situation for Jeremy Howe. So I would say uh, Howe's scores should be pretty decent there coming into the back half of the season. So we'll move... I agree. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yep. So we'll move on to Port Adelaide here. So Riley Bonner into the 22, and along with Junior Rioli. Uh, Josh Sin omitted for now, and Quentin Narkel to the emergency list. Yeah, very tough to get a gig in Port Adelaide team right now. If um, you drop, that's pretty tough, but Rioli's obviously always going to come straight back in. Um, yeah, they're, they're just flying along. Sin is just probably not ready yet to be a permanent player. Dylan Williams has gone past him. Um, I know they've tried Sin in a number of different roles now, but um, Williams has sort of got that sort of halfback spot, almost a third tall as well. Um, so he's the guy, and Sin will just have to keep waiting. Yeah, big pre-season upcoming uh, for Josh Sin, so he can solidify his spot into the team. And from a fantasy perspective, he should be relatively cheap coming into the next season there as well. So let's move on to the Sunday uh, Sunday notes here, extended squads. So confirmed out, uh, Justin Kaczynski for Hawthorne. Uh, Cottrell, Pitnett uh, out for Carlton with a knee concern, which is interesting. Yeah, just keep an eye on Tom DeConning there as well for Carlton as well. Uh, he's potentially uh, late out there or cha- team change there for Carlton there as well. So for Melbourne, uh, James Jordan, uh, Michael Hibbard there out. Uh, Lockie Whitford out suspension. Sam Petreski, Seaton out for West Coast, along with Elliot Yo, which is unfortunate. So he misses a few weeks there as well. And Ben Patton omitted for the Saints. So if you can just bring us up to date on the West Coast situation there, with Yo especially out there as well. Yeah, look, I had a bunch of people ask me in the last few weeks, should they get Elliot Yo? And my answer was the same. If you get him, be prepared to be trading him out next week. And, um, you know, unfortunately that reached true. You just can't get any consistency with his body. Um, you can see how he was playing last week. He was not right because um, he's a 100% effort player once he crosses that white line. He couldn't chase. He couldn't tackle. Um, that hip was clearly giving him a lot of discomfort. So um, that's really flattening. He's out for a month, three to four weeks. But with the way West Coast are tracking, um, you know, that takes us to sort of around 20. There's about a month left to go after that. Um, they, they're going to start looking at these guys and shutting them down, I would have thought. So... Um, if you've got Yo, definitely trade him, obviously. Um, the beneficiaries um, of Yo, I mean, he was playing midfield. He was playing a little bit of forward and a little bit of back. He was sort of all over the shop. Um, it's hard to put a finger on who's the big winners out of that. Uh, really, it's just getting tough on the West Coast. Cripps and Hearn come back in. So if you need a, a decent waiver wire pickup, if you're in a draft, um, those guys are both pretty solid. I mean, Hearn... I'd like to get a bit of a bit of ball on that half back line. And Cripps for years has been a pretty solid, you know, fifth or sixth forward in draft leagues. Um, he's capable of a decent score every now and then. So they're worth looking at. And the only other one there I wanted to point out, mate, was um, GWS. So 
with Whitfield out, I think Isaac Cumming was one of the guys named as a possible inclusion. He's probably the one who gets the, the win there, right? Yeah, interesting. Uh, what's going to happen with the Giants there this week? So uh, Isaac Cumming played VFL and played on a wing. So that's, his, that's the opportunity for Himmelberg to stay in defence. Now we get uh, Lockie Whitfield missing this game. So I would actually expect that Himmelberg stays back again this week. So it's probably a week-by-week scenario to see what's happening. And yeah, you know, I want to see it now with, with Isaac coming into that team and obviously Lockie Whitfield to return. Uh, because that's obviously the true test. And don't forget, we had Jesse Hogan miss that last game, so he comes back into that team, and that sort of obviously forces Aaron, Cab- Aaron Cabin out of the team. So there's a lot of movement with the Giants. They're actually going along quite nicely. Um, and and yeah. with Himmelberg in the team, they're actually performing well. So that gives you sort of a little bit more confidence that Himmelberg stays back. And, yeah, again, with Cummings staying on a wing, if that's where he's going to sit out, and play his role, um, it probably there is a, is a bigger and better path for him and Burke to stay back. But it's not the same scoring rate that we did see last year, where the Giants were actually chipping the ball around in D50, just trying to hold that scoreboard uh, under an interim, team, yeah. interim senior coach. So I don't think it's a strong scoring output, but, you know, if obviously he's at a cheaper salary, so he is an option there. But just be prepared at any stage. But it, it sort of hasn't happened since he moved back to defence anyway. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with all of that. It's not the same, you know, role where he's taking 20 marks in his game, but they're a different side now. They are trying to attack a bit more. What, what I've noticed with him, because I jumped on pretty early and I've watched him pretty closely since, um, is he scores in bunches. So he'll have quarters where he gets high 30s in terms of fantasy points, and then he'll have a quarter where he, he doesn't touch the footy. Um, and at the end of the day, he ends up somewhere between, you know, 80 and 100, and you're pretty happy with the output. Um, given the price that he's at, um, and, you know, the fact that you can sort of put him in there and, and try to buy yourself three or four weeks of, of scoring growth and salary growth, um, he's a pretty good get, I would have thought. Um, I think he's still priced in the 500s. So, and the, he's got the back forward eligibility too. So I, I'm 100% on board with what you said. Don't get it expecting to beat 120 Himmelberg. It's, it's an 85, 90 Himmelberg. And if that gets you where you need to go, um, then it's a good choice. Okay, where can we find you in your regular spots this week, Ryan? Uh, Twitter, at Footy Rhino. Um, I'm calling the Triple M game for West Coast and St Kilda. So I think that one will be um, put on just about everywhere that, uh, in terms of footy states. I think Melbourne and Adelaide will play that one too. Um, not quite sure what we'll see in that game, but uh, hopefully it's a bit closer than the last Eagles game that was delivered. You can catch me at AFR Ratings Pete on Twitter, afrratings.com.au, AFR Ratings and associated Twitter accounts there as well. Uh, well, Ryan, all the best for this week and all the best to the listeners in round 16. Thank you, Pete. You too.